0: going on this vacation without the kids that all my problems in life are my
1: kids (laughs) welcome to the podcast um uh, you shouldn't say problems but here's what here's what stresses stress here's what's um awesome about having kids okay they're a challenge and they put a challenge into your life but without challenges you don't grow and so having the kids and having the struggles with them, that's how you become a better person, in my opinion. One hundred percent.
0: I think we've talked about this before, but it's it's like anything that you look back on your life and you're proud of, like getting a college degree, for example, or getting a really hard job, or you know finishing something like a triathlon, a triathlon, or a half, or a half. <laughs> Just hey, it was a full triathlon, <laughs> half an Ironman, all right? Oh, that's <laughs> a But they're, they're typically the things that you get after hard work has been put in, right? Like going to school sucks, but graduating, you feel like, oh, wow, I, I did something awesome there. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with kids. If they take work. They are stressful um sometimes they cry in the morning when they wake up and you're like what is wrong (laughs) you just woke up right but you deal with moments like that and you deal with days of difficulty and the reward you get from it is indescribable it's priceless right
1: yeah no we um i always count down on my dude i can't wait till you're 18 you know just get out of the house but at the same time um yeah, like we just said, it is it is totally a learning experience for us to realize. Um, uh, boy, I don't even know where I'm going with this thing, but it is it is it's rewarding. It is rewarding in its own little way As as hard as it is. Like you see people with a lot of kids and you're like, man, are you are you glad or should you have stopped? Nobody ever says, oh, yeah, I wish we stopped because, yes, it's hard. Yeah. You know, we got five kids. That's a lot of kids. That is a lot, and of kids. it's hard. But I wouldn't give them all up. Like I would do it all again because because totally. it is it the the struggle becomes. Not, I hope it becomes a strength at some point. But but it just it's it's a learning curve for us. It's a learning curve of patience for how how we view our kids, uh, how we it, it's just it's awesome. Yeah, for sure it is. I agree.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Good for you, man. Anyways, how are you doing, man? Doing good. Just got back from Hawaii. Yeah, that trip was good. It was a great trip. Like we just said, no kids. You know, there's something about, I love Arizona, and I love the desert, but there's something about the ocean that just gives you a different mindset. I don't know if it's because it just makes you feel like a small, insignificant thing on this planet. (laughs) And so you're like, okay, all my worries and stresses are not as big of a deal as I think they are. But it is cool to be by the ocean.
1: It's you're right, and there's something about that. Even the sound of the ocean just is a a very calming. It's like being in the mountains, in a sense. You know, you actually those are two different things. I can go to the mountains, I can find peace. I can go to the ocean and find peace. They they do feel different, though. One feels more more relaxing, and I think the ocean has that more relaxing feel. Yeah. Um, Uh, to it it's kind of interesting but both both find both are places I would go to get away yeah for sure 100% I think it's because of this whole mentality when you're by an ocean you're on vacation when you're in the mountains you don't think you're on vacation you're just camping here's the other thing too they are different and I like both of them there is something
0: about I would say just being in nature, nature in general yeah that is rewarding to the human soul and and spirit Yeah. Right? I don't think we're designed to thrive necessarily in these big metropolitan areas. It's just personal opinion. But there's something about the ocean that feels, like you said, more relaxing. It's almost like you go to the ocean and there's just fish in the ocean. You can live off of it typically there 's going to be water nearby that you can get and you don 't drink the ocean water, but you know it 's like it's it's sustaining it 's life sustaining now same thing in the mountains, but you know you have to go hunt for your food it feels like you have to work a little bit harder sometimes, <laughs> whereas the ocean just provides
1: bounty. The other cool thing about the ocean is when you 're looking out, you realize you can see forever right as far as you can see, and there's a whole world underneath the water yeah. that we we really even as scientists. You still don't know a lot about because of how huge the ocean is and how deep it is. And there's just so much out there in, in the life of all these fish and animals out there. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Like, I've heard somewhere that we've only explored 1% of the ocean or something really tiny and insignificant. Like, there's so
1: much unknown. That brings me to another point. Jonah, okay, in the Bible, gets swallowed... By a megalodon. Right? A megalodon. A megalodon. Because it's not a whale. Because in the scriptures it says it was a fish. Okay. And a fish is not a whale because a whale is a mammal. Okay, but... It had to be a megalodon. I think you're taking it too literal, Because a friend.
0: megalodon is... A megalodon would have chomped that boy in a half. giant shark. <laughs> Back then, was a whale classified as a fish? I don't know. Back then, did the guy translating the Bible use the wrong word? So the only person I know besides (laughs) Jonah
1: who survived living in a whale for a long time was Pinocchio and his dad.
0: Yeah, Pinocchio definitely. Yep. And
1: And that was a whale for sure. I've seen it on the cartoon. Yeah, I've seen it too. And I don't know how they started a fire with how wet it would have been in there. How would they start a fire inside the, the whale to make him sneeze him out? Dude. They back then were really good at making buyers.
0: <laughs> Pinocchio was man uh, was His boy made blood. out of wood, so he knew dry wood when he <laughs> saw it. Dude.
1: Oh, anyway, I went way off. Well, <laughs> getting back to the ocean, and you know what else is cool? I've, I've watched these people on YouTube, and, I, and I've told you about them before, who who are out in the ocean, and that's what they they had. They have a boat, and they're out, and they fish, and they. Uh, 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 snorkel, and it's just that lifestyle to me, that would be me. If my wife left me and all my kids are like, Dad, we hate you and they all just left or whatever the case may be and I was just a lone man in the wilderness, I'm going to go and probably get a boat and I'm going to live by an ocean and I'm going to be living out there. I would love that lifestyle.
0: I would want – I would love to get into spearfishing. Like spearfishing is one of those things. Well, you've done
1: spearfishing, right? Yeah,
0: minimal, minimal. Like – uh, I've tried it, right? Is how I would frame it, but that would be something really fun to get good at. Learn how to hold your breath, swim down there,
1: hunt for your food that way. I think that sounds so. It's fun. cool. I remember talking to some people in Hawaii who who spearfished, and you know that's how they made some money too, uh, spearfishing with the with selling the fish and stuff. But uh, he was telling us the story of of one time being down there, and and because. You're killing fish, mm-hmm. and that attracts sharks, mm-hmm. you know, these dying fish. And he's telling a story of, like, a shark coming up on him. And dude, that would just freak me out, but how cool would it be? But at the same time, kind of nervous, because you're in their territory, you know? They know how to swim fast, and they're strong in that water, and you're not. Dude, yeah, so. there's no outswimming <laughs> a shark, that's for sure. No, you at. can't out-swim them. <clears throat> but uh, I see people strong. that love swimming with sharks. you seen them? You're talking about, like, in the cage? Are you talking about actually swimming? No, like don't
0: swim out in the open water with sharks swimming around.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm out. I'm not interested. I, I saw this one
0: shark-loving girl on a documentary of some sort. And she's just like, yeah, sharks are nice. You just need to learn how to deal with them. So when they're swimming towards you, you just look them in the eye. When they get close, you just put your hand on their, on their nose and push them away. No. I was like, no. yeah, until it sneaks up from behind you. Right. <laughs> it's sniffing you out. Like you can't see... That's one thing when you swim in the ocean like that and you're looking around you can see what's in front of you, but you cannot hear
1: anything sneaking up behind you, can you. Hear
0: it. like there's no awareness of what's behind you
1: no at all. No it's not like you're in the mountains with a mountain lion you can hear it kind of growling or coming up behind you. No,
0: you'd have no sense in fact, I was snorkeling and it was super cool snorkeling when we were out there. Um, I saw this eel going in between the rocks. I tried to video it on my phone, but it didn't work anyways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Turns out my phone was. But I'm just swimming water.
0: along, snorkeling. Got my head down, and all of a sudden I look up, and I'm about to run into another snorkeler. It's like, oh, oops, my bad.
1: Right? Because you're in the zone. <laughs> yeah. You got those like horse blinders on, and you're kind of set on what you're what you're focused on. Yeah, that's scary. To me, that's scary in the water. <laughs> but I love snorkeling. Snorkeling is one of my favorite things to do. <clears throat> it was awesome. There was some great snorkeling. And wasn't. scuba diving is on the list.
0: Yeah, you got to go. Gotta I'm go trying to ahead. convince my wife to do it, but she's not totally convinced yet.
1: That is on the list. All right. So I guess the moral of this story is: we live in Phoenix, is we're hoping that California really does fall into the ocean. Start a campaign to support global warming. Yeah, and Yuma, Yuma becomes the next uh, San Diego. Let's get us a beach. Get a nice little beach, like a couple hours closer. <laughs> Speaking of Phoenix. Cities with the most unfaithful husbands. Oh, wow, oh, okay. This is the sources from Ashley Madison. That's what it says. Is that like a single person? Or? Dude, that
0: was that website that years ago um, somebody hacked. Like it's a website for cheaters, right? Where, where married people go and get up. Oh, I have no idea. And like a couple years ago, they were hacked and released like the list of
1: clients that had signed up. And no like, way. Yeah, dude. You don't remember that? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, well, just so you know, the number one on the list is Phoenix. For the most unfaithful? Most unfaithful husbands.
0: A lot of cheaters going around here, huh? Uh-huh. And the least dateable women,
1: Phoenix. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so who are they cheating with? This is crazy! So, you have an unfaithful <laughs> husband going after uh, the least dateable woman. Dude, that's a bad on. These guys
0: must be desperate. I just don't know how true this list is that I found. <laughs> the least dateable women. How do they classify that? What
1: makes them undateable? Maybe because they're married. They, they ugly? <laughs> I don't know. Married? Ugly? Married or ugly? What makes somebody undateable? They don't want to date you. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Anyways, I thought that was interesting. That's a hilarious share that combination, man. Yeah, I love that when Phoenix. I love it when Phoenix makes a list of something because they usually make a list of something because it's a big city. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Okay,
0: so I saw this thing about two news anchors that got fired because they were sleeping with each other, cheating on their spouses.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You're yeah. not supposed to do that,
0: right? Yeah. So they got let go. I think they were, like Good Morning America or something. I don't. I don't know but it sparked a conversation with my wife and she was talking about how a lot of people were like, well, they just fell in love. Like a lot of people were defending them because it's just love, right? I need to support all, all kinds of love. And I was like, yeah, but what about the commitment to their spouse and to their family and to their kids? Like, does that not mean anything? Is it just about love? And what is love? Is love just a physical attraction? Cause if that's the case, I'm physically attracted to a lot of... Are you attracted <laughs> to me? No. Oh, I dang it. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying, like, okay, is, is that the view in society? Is that why we get so many people cheating now? Is because it's just like, oh, hey, I like them, so that means I love them, so I'm going to go sleep with them? Or does it mean something
1: that you actually made a commitment to somebody You anymore? made a commitment. And here's the thing. When you go to sleep with somebody, one, if it is love, it started somewhere. And that start started with cheating on your spouse, whether that was an emotional cheating, or uh, you know, it didn't have to be physically cheating, but emotionally. Let's say you started sharing with this person intimate feelings about you know maybe things were going at home. Well, at that point, you're kind of cheating on your spouse because you are you're sharing with somebody something that's intimate, that uh, maybe is special, and now. They're connecting with you that way. So you think... Are you
0: saying that emotional cheating is the same as physical cheating?
1: It's not the same, but it leads to a physical cheat. It could. It could lead to that? Yeah. Sure, it could lead to that. But... But that's where it starts. It's
0: definitely not the same. It's not In the my same. opinion. It's not the same, but it is cheating. Like if my wife had a relationship where she talked to some dude and, and you know, they talked often... Would I be happy about it? And eh, probably not. Like that'd be concerning, right? Because, like you said, it could lead down that path. Right. I want her to be able to confide in me, but then that means I have to be the kind of person that she can confide you have in to and be she's that willing guy. to open yep. up to. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, it'd be it'd be bothersome, but it wouldn't be like the same as if she said, "Hey, I went and slept
1: with this dude." No, no, you're right. Okay, I see <laughs> that. That's a totally different thing. You're right. Because yeah. That would that would at that point be like. I almost said a bad word. But you're like, no, you can't do that. You know right. what I mean? Right. We got to keep this podcast PG. Yeah, for all the children um, out there. We're, we're dispensing wise words of wisdom. <laughs> but but I see what you're saying. Because, because, yeah, that emotional... What I'm saying is that's, I, in my opinion, that's kind of how it starts. Is when you start to open up to somebody and you're sharing with them a lot of things, well... And it's hard; it's a hard line because, like, like we said, are you really cheating? You're, you know, you're, you have a relationship with a coworker, your friends, um, but it could lead to it can lead to something if you're not careful.
0: Yeah. So, how do you create a relationship with your spouse where she feels good opening up to you, and you feel good, and and you just how do you how do you build that? I think that's I think that's what's special about a marriage and a relationship. If you let it get there, right? Is there is nobody on this earth. That I feel more comfortable just being myself and opening up to, and I can talk about anything with, than than my wife, than with Brittany, right? But how do you keep that?
1: Well, I it's uh, you're asking me as a professional. Yeah, a dude, you got five kids. You've been as married for counselor? like a thousand years or something, <laughs> right? Fifteen. We just celebrated our fifteen. Fifteen, yesterday. dude. Congrats, yeah. man. So, That's uh, a long time. Dude, that's hard because, because Candace and I have gone to uh, uh, counseling before and that, in my opinion, is so good for the marriage because it opens your eyes. I think we get, we get, we get put into um, routines, habits, and, and we forget sometimes, hey, you got a spouse and they have needs and you have to make sure their needs are filled, um, whatever the needs might be. And if we don't fill those needs, they might go somewhere else to fill those needs. And so that's, I mean, it's just a matter of always changing and trying to be better for your spouse. Because like you said, it it can be, I think it can be hard, you know, you get into these routines of, you know, I'm just living my life. And you know, you know, we have a, we have a good marriage. Do you really though? Like, are you really? Because I, I feel we have a good marriage, but at the same time, I know I screw up a ton, and I need to listen to her more, talk to her more, because Candace is, a, you know, she she enjoys that, and then it's it's me taking that time to actually listen and fill that need that she has. Yeah. Be engaged in the conversation because she calls me out all the time. Are you even listening? I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, it's, it's being engaged <laughs> and really caring. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I'm not am a, Yeah. I'm not a, I think for me, one of the things that
0: helped a lot is um, I did this course uh, called the Landmark Forum. And it talked... Anyways, I, I became aware that in life, things happen and then I create stories around those things. Right? So in my relationship, I would do that a lot. Like, I remember I would get home from work and just be like, hey, can you help with the dishes? And then I'll uh, I would get... So mad. Like, what the heck? You don't think I'm good enough? Like, you're not appreciative of all the work I'm doing? You're just mad that I didn't do the dishes for you right away? And all she was doing was asking for a little help with the dishes, right? Right. Right. So once I came to that realization that, oh, everything I think in my head is not always accurate, like the stories I'm creating around things are not 100% the truth, it's allowed me to be more open to her point of view and the things that she's creating which, like you said, allows you to then help fulfill some of their needs. Right? That's
1: awesome. Right? I like that because you have no idea other people's struggles. Even though, even though you know your spouse, and I know is really good. You know, you know Brittany really good. We don't know exactly what. Have you going ever been through. sitting there
0: and and they ask you, "Dude, why are you upset? What's wrong?" And you're like. Dude, nothing is Absolutely nothing. Like, like I was just totally minding my own business. Like, I wasn't even thinking about anything. Like, nothing. <laughs> and, and they think something's wrong, right? And that happens all the time because we don't know what's going on in their head. Like, you just can't ever know can't. what's going on in
1: another person's head. No, you can't. And that's why I like what you just shared there where where they're just asking for a little help. Because maybe they had a pretty tough day that day with the kids or whatever the case may be. Seeing see, a little bit of help and as a stupid and it's okay as a stupid it's just washing dishes <laughs> yeah right as a stupid minutes. human
0: I think it means something about me <laughs> right 15 like, is minutes like, Craig? is it everything about me <laughs> that was actually <laughs> when I was uh, in my dating years you know years ago um, <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite lines with chicks they'd be like are you hitting on me you know if, if you ever tried to go pick them up or something and I'd turn around and be like is everything always about you <laughs> They didn't know how to handle it. It's so funny. Uh. Oh
1: man. We were pro daters. <laughs> so I was good just talking to Candace about that. I was like she she was saying, hey, you know and, and this is true. I never had a relationship. I had I had like one real girlfriend before Candace, which is pretty crazy. And she said, This is crazy to me that you've only had that one. She had a lot of relationships before me. But it is crazy that I only had the one relationship, like when I say real, like a long-term relationship with somebody else um, before I met Candice and and ended up marrying her. And it is crazy to me. We were having this conversation last night because it was our anniversary. How Last night was? Last night was, yeah. Yesterday was. Dude, so when
0: you say 15 years, like it just happened. Fresh.
1: Bro, congrats, man. I I had no idea. Right there, man. Man, what a terrible friend I am. So, um... (laughs) It's amazing that, that without having that relationship, you know, we still have these 15 years of awesomeness because because you don't know. I don't know what another relationship's like. Yeah, I had that one, but I don't know what it's like to get in a fight with another person, you know, like multiple other people in different relationships and the, the different dynamics. I didn't experience it. She did. You know, she dated a lot of people, but I didn't. Yeah. I was young and immature, and I was like, let's, you know, I had that one relationship, then I got her, and I was like, let's get married, and figured it out somehow but you made the commitment and stuck to it. The commitment is there, right? That's it. Yeah. And that's exactly going back to what you said. You make a commitment and and promises made to it
0: And I've seen that work uh, work both ways, right? Where people know each other very very little or they have little dating experience and then they have, you know, 30, 40 year marriages that they love. And then I've also seen people um, that know each other, dated for a long time, then made long-term relationships. And I've seen the opposite too. Yep. like I remember this one one chick at school cause, or at work I was right before I was getting married she's all you guys don't even live with each other like how do you know how you'll you like know? it you gotta, you gotta test drive it? the car Yeah. I was like well test driving cars, like like when you buy a house you don't live in the house before you buy it <laughs> you walk through you do some inspections we've been dating like we kind of know each other right <laughs> do some
1: inspections <laughs>
0: I was like I think we'll make it work. And guess what? She lived with her boyfriend for several years and they got they got divorced like pretty quick. <laughs> and me and my wife are still going strong. So what's yeah. the best way to do it? I don't know. I think it's just individual, yeah. but I think
1: the the thing that makes it work is once you make that commitment, you both make it. You both have to. And that's where I was going to get at because because it is okay. I'm not divorces are okay there are some situations where they're needed yeah and, and divorce is okay and we're not saying that it's because because if i both don't think, spouses... i don't think it's i like i would hesitate to say it's okay as far
0: as like oh no big deal no it's a big deal if you get divorced it's a big deal be, for for the relationship of the couple it's a big deal for their families if they have children it's a big deal for the children it's not like it's just okay to get divorced but there are situations where sometimes that is needed
1: right where where one spouse hasn't kept commitments yeah, and if that's the case and they don't want to change then that can be yeah then it's probably worse to stick together yeah. for sure and so then it just goes back to the point you both have to be committed right? or, or you know I've heard many people who I'm not happy ever, ever since you know whatever I'm not happy anymore when I'm around them I'm not happy if that's the case and nobody's changing and it's not clicking in any way well you know we're here to be happy Maybe you shouldn't be together.
0: It's beyond my expertise to be able to say, like, all the situations where divorce... Would there's be so dead. many. Right? Dude, there's so many. But, you know,
1: that's what this podcast is about. You know, we started this to so, talk about divorces. Well, yeah. So that would be my next question. I don't is, know how we get here. What
0: leads Phoenix to being the number one spot where you said men cheat on their husbands, wives? Husbands, yeah. husbands. Why is Phoenix Unfainful number one? husbands
1: is what it's called. Why is Phoenix number one?
0: It's I, huge. I would, have, I would have at first said, oh, there's a lot of single ladies that they're after. But apparently this has the least <laughs>
1: dateable women here too. So what's going on? It's got to be how big it is. There's so many people here. And what's the place with the most unfaithful people? Who else is on women? that list? Fort Worth, Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. is tiny.
0: D.C. I understand, though. That's the politics, right? Everybody's... San Antonio, New York.
1: That's what this says. So so Texas makes it twice. Does it does it
0: give a reason why Phoenix is number 1? No. Yeah.
1: This is what look
0: <laughs> <the laughs> I'm looking at a screenshot of. a post. Where's the where's the
1: place that has the most unfaithful women? Oh, that's another interesting question. Um, so what makes these guys unfaithful? Craig? I have no idea, man. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Temptation. Oh. Oh man. This is um interesting. It, no, what's interesting is our podcast, you know. I it can just jump to anywhere. Of I don't know. Find an this is this is, this is uh Arizona's finest podcast, so we have to give the people what they want to hear, and I think this is a pretty good topic to discuss. Well I think
0: you just scared every wife from wanting to move to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not good for the real estate end no, Dude, come on, man. How am I supposed to sell houses? We need the demand. But you know what? We'll give you the unvarnished truth here, okay? We don't try and hide. Uh, <laughs> Which cities rank highest for infidelity? This is in 2021.
1: That's pretty accurate. 2021, that's close. It's 2023. See,
0: this one, this one says different. Right,
1: here's the full list of cities where cheating happens most.
0: Which I guess is a That's little... That's what I'm saying. Every single... A little bit different than Unfaithful Men, right? Yeah. Maybe they're... Yeah. You know that different? That one's probably just based off that one website. It's gotta be, yeah. But this one here says, Orlando, Florida's number one. Hmm.
1: That's weird, Orlando. That's what Disneyland... Disneyland, Disneyland Tucson,
0: Arizona is number 19. And Phoenix isn't even on this list. Nobody wants to live in Tucson anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man! I don't know, dude. I don't know how they measure this. stuff. Yeah, I don't know how it's measured, and everything. Everything you pull up for statistics is going to be different. That's what's funny is every website has its own. Yeah, and it's so
0: it makes good. you think that maybe these polls, when they're like, "Hey, this person's going to win." Um, yeah, how real are those? They're ones? all. They're, <laughs> none of them are reliable. <laughs> all right, it's an opinion because <laughs> every list we find is different. Yep. Uh, that's,
1: it's that's just funny. like when you look up, hey, I want to find the very best, whatever, camera, and you go to a website, and this website says, this is the best camera. Okay, I'm going to buy that one. But another website says, no, that's not the best. This one is. Yeah. Now we're all confused. This world's
0: confusing. I'll tell you why Why Phoenix has the most unfaithful men. Because we don't get cold. So people are always walking around in sh-
1: shorts and t-shirts. Mm. So it's a temptation for the guys. So it's a sexual thing. Going sexual. back to that, it's not so much. But a, but if
0: that was the case, then places like um... anything, all the beaches, all the yeah yeah Hawaii, like I just came from. All right, that theory's out the window. Yeah, that's not a good modesty thing. has nothing to do with
1: Jesus. No, absolutely nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. How has to do with how has to do with the apps these guys are on. Whatever you said that this one was called. Because I was going to say they're not Madison's stuck indoors; not. they're more
0: outside. So they meet more women because they're outside more.
1: They're out doing hikes. Oh my opinion is there's just a lot of people here. <laughs> and we made a list because we have a ton of people here. And so happens that they have this Ashley Madison website tracking. <laughs> hey, you shouldn't you shouldn't promote that, dude. Now everybody's gonna go there. It's gonna be worse. I'm just kidding. I took this screenshot too. This is sad. Toys for Tots donation box Stolen from Gilbert neighborhood I saw that (laughs) What is happening? Maybe the guy didn't have
0: Christmas for his kids I understand he doesn't have Christmas for his kids It's like an Aladdin situation That's the purpose of the Toys for Tots He only steals because he can't eat If he could eat he wouldn't steal Like that song in Aladdin Maybe this guy he only steals because his kids have nothing Otherwise he wouldn't steal Does that make it okay? I don't know does it? I don't know (laughs) <laughs> robin hood stole from the rich to give to the poor i don't know either but if you're still in the but toys if you're stealing t- from the poor that's bad
1: yeah but, but yeah but if you <laughs> if you steal in toys for tots box wouldn't you just empty them into the back of your truck and not take the whole box no dude you just grab the box and run because he, he just has the, the whole box in the truck and he's driving around that's how he got caught oh he got caught think He's on camera. It shows a picture of him driving with this box sticking out the back. It's, did they watch him
0: steal it? He's probably some guy that works for <laughs> Toys for Tots delivering the toys back. <laughs> How did they know he went? And That's true. Stole it.
1: Now we're judging this guy. All he was doing was He's over all over the, the, box. the
0: news as some bad dude. He's like. Bro, I was
1: just bringing the box to the warehouse to
0: give out to the tots.
1: His boss told him, hey, go grab that box of trash from this address. He had no idea. He went to the wrong house, grabbed the box, put it in the back of his truck, and was driving away. And then people blame him. <laughs> yeah. No, but at the same time, you're right. You know, what's sad is, is that there is that need for, um, for people to steal, to get ahead. And that's, that's what's sad. That's not the right way to get ahead.
0: No, there are so many programs. There's a lot, and people out there willing to help if you'll just open your
1: mouth and ask for it. Mm-hmm.
0: You don't need to steal.
1: No, there's plenty. Salvation Army gets plenty of gifts that they can give away to. Dude, well, that's what's cool about this time
0: of year is people start thinking about other people and how to help. Yeah. and where they can do service. My wife did this cool thing with our family because she's like, I gotta teach our kids what service is. So we each drew a name. Mm-hmm of somebody else in our family. And all week long, we have to serve that person like a secret Santa service style. And it's been great for know. my kids. It's good? Yeah, we're still doing it. We're in the middle of it right now. Well, that's awesome. My kids, uh, my little seven-year-old, she's like, she's like, hey, what can I do? She's got my wife. What can I do to serve mom? So like I helped her make the bed, right? <laughs> and my wife loved it. She's like, Oh, somebody made my bed for me. This is awesome.
1: <laughs> that is cool, man, and that's fun, and and it it makes the kids happy. Dude, you know, serving makes you happy.
0: Honestly, the last like two or three days that they've been doing it, they have been way happier. It's weird, it's weird, huh? Because they it's were weird. coming home from school like crying, and you kids cry a lot, man. Out. They cry
1: home from school. They cry when they wake up. What are you do to those kids? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I need to start beating them or something.
0: No, I would never do that. I Never beat my kids. I love them too much, man. But yeah, my it's my son who wakes up and cries. I was like, okay, this is the next thing I got to teach him. He doesn't have to be grumpy when he wakes up. Yeah, he gets that one from my wife. <laughs> <laughs> A grumpy wake her up. Her. <laughs> um, but I don't know. My oldest, she's just you know, she's ten. I think she's just getting some hormones in. Oh, to, yeah, yeah. Starting to get
1: emotional about things. Okay, so I, I interrupted you, though, but you were saying how they usually come home crying. Are they not? This week's been a little bit better? No, this week's been better, man.
0: Yeah. They've been nicer to each other. My two my two daughters that are pretty close in age, you know, they like to fight. But lately, they've been a little bit nicer.
1: But kids good. are so mean to each other. Isn't that
0: funny? I'm like like as a parent like I remember being mean to my brother and fighting with him all the time he's like two years younger than I am but he's bigger than I am yeah he'd beat you up and we would, now he's got beard too we would fight all the time and now he's like one of my best friends but as a parent it's funny to see your kids fight each other you're like you guys are fighting over stupid stuff stupid.
1: it's always something stupid <laughs> and they tease my one. my one son just teases everybody like he loves it he gets a thrill out of it so he just teases everybody Yeah. And it just creates this tension and everyone's mad and then we're yelling at him, but it's like, he's just trying to be funny inside himself. You know, it just feels good to him to tease. Oh, isn't
0: that the best when, when one of your kids, they do something and you laugh at it. So then they think they got to keep doing that thing (laughs) (laughs) and they don't stop. My son, he's three years old. He went up. Somebody told him to go lick somebody else. I think it was one of his aunts was teaching him just lick him in the face. And so he does that. And everybody starts laughing. Oh, and ever God, since then, he thinks he has to lick everybody. Like the other day, he was on my back, and he licks the back of my neck. Oh, and I'm like, gosh. dude, that is so gross. Stop it. That is a pet peeve. But every time, it's so ridiculous, you kind of chuckle a little bit. So then he thinks he's funny.
1: Then he just keeps trying. It's not funny. I'm like, stop. Oh, yes, seriously. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. I'm laughing to keep from beating you. Yeah, I can't stand, like, wet willies, that kind of thing. That's a pet peeve. That Like, anything that's not supposed to be done to a human, it gets done, and it bothers me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Germs. Germs. Licking. There's something about licking, like, yeah, and it's a kid thing. They'll come to you with their tongue and start to... Go at you like, whoa, get off of me. Like, gross. what are you doing? <laughs> Don't lick. They have no concept of <laughs> hygiene. It's like dogs. Dogs lick. And that's how they show affection, I think. But man, to me, it's gross. So are you saying your kids like a dog? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you probably follow the dog's leads. That's why they do that. Oh, man.
0: Is anything else we need to bring up today? No, that's good, man. Let's end it there. Wrap it up. (laughs)
1: That's a good way to end
0: it.